What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Between Two Coins. This is what is this episode eight, Smay? I think so. Episode think eight. So. We're staying strong. I am joined today by two very special people. The first is, of course, the third greatest co-host of all time. That is Smay, the Turtle King. How you doing today, Smay? I'm doing absolutely swell. Uh, as last week, last week was. Uh, the Celtics lost, and I was sad about it the day before. Same, di- same thing today. Uh, same thing today. So this is—you're seeing this in the future on Saturday. I could be either really happy right now because yeah. they're playing again tonight, or I can be very depressed right now. We'll see. But well, uh, we will see. That is—we uh, will see. That's probably—that's the the feelings of future Schmay right now. So yeah. Well, we're, yeah. we're also honored and so uh, happy to have Dan from Crypto Capital Venture on the show. Last time I interviewed him, I said it wrong, so I'm making sure I'm saying it correctly. <laughs> Crypto Capital Venture. Uh, man, yeah, I have gotten to know you, Dan, here for a little bit, but I'm so excited to have you on this show. How are you doing today? Uh, what's going on? Yeah, man, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for coming on. I'm doing good. Just cruising through. Um, appreciate both of you guys for having me on today and looking forward to it. Awesome. Well, before we get going, if you are watching this on YouTube, go ahead and hit that like button. If you are not subscribed to the channel, consider subscribing, not just us, but Dan has a crypto YouTube channel as well, Crypto Capital Venture. Make sure you go follow him as well. But I want to just jump on into this. First of all, Crypto Capital Venture. That's not the name of your YouTube channel because you were just doing trading, although you do talk about Cardano specifically, but Bitcoin, and you talk about the charts and everything. But what is Crypto Capital Venture? Why is that the name of your channel? Um, I think cause I was sitting on my couch one day and I was like, what would sound cool <laughs> in this crypto world? That's how it and always starts. Yeah. Yeah. It took me a day or so to think of it. And, uh, I don't know. I always had this fashion, fashion, fascination with ventures and, you know, venture mm-hmm. capitalists and um, when crypto came along and I saw the opportunity, little old me kind of being able to get my hands on some of these early stage companies, really, it's kind of what they are, these cryptos. Sometimes it's hard to call them a company, but it made me feel kind of like, Hey, this is like, I'm not a VC right, right. now. Right. But this is kind of the opportunity to kind of act like one, a little mini venture capitalist. Mm. And, you know, that's pretty much where it came from. I, I, you know, my brand kind of, as I was just trying to grow my businesses over the years for a while now <laughs> was uh Gambardello capital. I kind of would use that as like the parent company for everything that I would do. Um, it was never like an actual out there brand per se, but, uh, so I kind of like took that a little bit and that's where I came up with crypto capital venture yeah. and it's kind of turned into its own little, its own little world. Hopefully that I can keep growing in this space. Yeah. In, in that you, you actually help. What are some of the companies you've helped, uh, kind of pair with employees in the crypto space? Yeah. So mainly, you know, our special, like we can fill. So what we do is we fill at, we fill roles for companies. So like, if you have a crypto startup, they're like, man, we just got, you know, a million dollars in seed funding, or, you know, we just raised a, you know, 20 million series a or something. And they're like, we want to build our team. 
especially in the climate right now in terms of hiring, not even in just crypto anywhere, it's hard to find good talent in general. It's mm-hmm. hard to find just solid candidates that buy into your vision, buy into what you're building, and then hop on board and help you build it. It's hard. Yeah. And so that's the recruiting space. It's it's kind of like that's what recruiters do. They they help companies find that talent because it's it's so much deeper than just posting a job description on a job board and just collecting resumes. I mean, there's a lot of volume there and people are applying that don't even have any real uh synergistic backgrounds, even with the job they're applying for. So we step in and we're like, all right, we're not going to be posting on job boards. Really. We're going to headhunt. We're going to find the the candidates you need. And you know, that's kind of what we do. And we're, we're a smaller firm. So we're, we don't operate in high volume, but we, we like to think that we're helping fill key roles. We do a lot of technical roles in the crypto space. So engineers mainly, but, you know, we do marketing and, and biz dev, we can do anything. So, wow. um, but we do a lot of, a lot of engineers across the, across the space. That's pretty cool. So if we needed one, we got to call you, uh, to, yes. uh, to get somebody in our face. That's awesome. Well, you know, even kind of transitioning from what, uh, you know, crypto capital venture is, why did you jump into crypto in the first place? And specifically you are, if not the most, definitely one of the biggest advocates for Cardano specifically. And I know that you get a lot of hate for that. Uh, so what made you choose Cardano? Why is that your horse that you just kind of, that's what carries you and you're just like, hey, this I'm going to be an advocate. I'm going to make sure people understand what's actually happening here. And how did you find it? Um, when I got into crypto, it was for me, it was like Bitcoin and Litecoin. Those are like my two. Yeah. And uh, you know, I was doing a lot of Litecoin content and that's part of my crypto journey is, is the Litecoin aspect of it. And I met some amazing people in Litecoin, but it's just, it's just like anything else in life. Like for me, my interests went into a different direction as I, especially as I grew in the space and I learned in the space. Hmm. Um, I still like Litecoin. I'm rooting for, for Litecoin and anybody that's in that community, but my interests just went elsewhere. And, you know, from a, technical analysis perspective, that kind of played a big role in like the direction I went and, and uh, you know, how I was creating content as well, just because when I was looking at the charts, it just kind of was like, especially against Bitcoin, I just wasn't very confident. So that, Mm -hmm. that kind of led me into look to other things. And then I really just focused on Bitcoin for a while. And then uh, my buddy, Ed, who I mentioned sometimes on my YouTube channel, he, he just wouldn't shut up about Cardano. Like <laughs> we'd, we'd meet up for lunch all the time, talk crypto. Yeah. You know how it is, right? Meet yeah. up with your boys, yep. hanging out, just talking, whatever. And he just wouldn't shut up about it. And I think, uh, you know, this is like, this was when I think, you know, Cardano, uh, t- was in testnet for Shelly, which was the, which was staking, staking protocol. Um, and every time just meeting up with him, it was my way of learning about it without really even doing much due diligence, right? For me, it was always, I knew about ADA. Like I would look at the charts, I would see a lot of opportunity there, but it wasn't until I met up with him and he started talk, talking to me about Cardano. And I was just kind of like, it, 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 for me, it was the best of both worlds and it still is. And that is to say at a fundamental level, 
what's been built so far and what's being built and what's getting ready to be built on it, I think is so strong. And the, what pairs perfectly with that is it's so undervalued in terms of what they are building. Yeah. And it's so, it's so ignored. And I like that type of opportunity. You know, I really like that opportunity, you know, Ethereum. No, I never, I never throw hate towards Ethereum. Uh, but you have to use it as a data point, right? Mm-hmm. Ethereum is, what was it? It was almost, it was like $550 billion market cap at all time high, something around there. And yeah. It got up there. Yeah. So that shows the potential for a protocol like Ethereum, right? And so if you have a protocol like Cardano, right, that in my view is doing things way better, yeah. way de- way more decentralized, way more scalable, way more secure. And Cardano is sitting there right now, what, 18, was it 18 billion or something? It's like the yeah, upside that, yeah. right there is, is insane. So it's kind of everything colliding together. That's, that's why I'm so bullish and excited about Cardano and you know, the people in the ecosystem are cool too, but there's, there's cool people in every crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so I want to ask you even what your thoughts are about what we see happening right now. So Luna, Luna just fell off of a cliff. You know, for those of you who are watching, this is, I think what is Saturday, the 21st, we're shooting this on the Thursday, the 19th. But, uh, you know, I think the, the Luna craze is dying down, but it's caused a lot of people to actually kind of start to look for the next coin to follow. And I even saw you respond to this on Twitter, but someone pointed out they thought that they said ADA is the new Luna. It is the new Terra. Uh, what are your thoughts about that? I know you elaborated a little bit on Twitter and they can follow you out there uh, to find out more. But why why is that, in your opinion, such a wrong move? And why is ADA so much different and won't be one of the Lunas that end up dying in this bear cycle? There's like probably a lot of technical description there of why that's they're, they're nothing alike, but at the simplest level mm. and what I could explain is the fact that Cardano, well, first off, if we're talking about Jed, because that's a big piece of that story, it's a big piece of that argument, it's the algorithmic stable coin, which algorithmic stable coins are kind of being a little doubted right now. Yeah. So Jed is the algorithmic stable coin that's going to be on Cardano. It's in testnet right now. And the first, the first thing that kind of discounts anybody saying that this ADA is the next Luna is the fact that Cardano is not issuing Jed, right? Cardano is not the issuer of Jed. Okay. Cody, which is a, another cryptocurrency, yep. is issuing Jed. So that right there is the sip, simplest of explanations, right? And you can dig dig into that in multiple layers and explain and I guess visualize what that looks like and why that's meaningful. But at the simplest of levels, that's why. And then, but kind of def- to defend Cody, because they are the issuer of Jed, right? And there's a lot of people that are very bullish on Cody. Cody, I'm bullish on Cody. I think there's so much upside in terms of the project and the team is awesome. Shahoff Bargeffin, uh, who's, who's leading the team over there, just an awesome guy. But they, they're, they're, their algorithmic stablecoin is built differently than uh, Terra Luna. Hmm. And I think that's very important. And if you want to know how it's built differently, you can go read the white paper. If you're not a ma- mathematician, you probably won't be able to read it. 
Um, but there's a piece of the protocol, which is called Shen, which uh, is foundational, I, I would say, in making sure that the same thing doesn't happen to Jed. So uh, that's at the simplest of terms. Yeah. How I would explain it. But algorithmic stablecoins, it, it's they're not backed, right? They're not backed by the U.S. dollar. They're they're kind of experimental. The, there's risk in everything, um, but I don't think they're anything alike. And to even throw Cardano in there and say that the same thing's going to happen is just complete misinformation. It's just yeah. people that want to, you know, throw Ada under the bus for no reason. Well, I, yeah, I mean, yeah, what I think is so, what I think is interesting is I think this was a wake up call to a lot of people forget that a cryptocurrency is still kind of like you said it uh, with the ex- experimental thing a lot of things in systems and cryptocurrency is still pretty experimental we're still really early on as things are being developed so it's hard to really uh claim one thing's going to do one thing and one thing's going to do another because we're still in the discovery phase of just discovering where things are going to land mm-hmm. um so i want to just kind of get your opinion though uh, specifically on the luna stuff real quick what was kind of your reaction when you saw it happen and and how did you how do you feel it maybe could affect the way people view cryptocurrency as a whole since it kind of went viral yeah that's a good question um it's sad like that was uh i think that was my initial reaction because i'm yeah. just like you know I, I interact with people all the time on social media just like crypto holders like myself and we're all crypto holders, right? We're all hoping for the best for our portfolios. And to think about just all the, just people out there, like individual people, like that were probably just so excited about Luna, right? And whether, whether they had a hundred dollars in it or a million dollars in it, they basically lost it all. And I think that my initial reaction was just the fact that, man, like they have to be so bummed. And my feed, like my, my Twitter feed, it's just filled with like, I don't know. Ah, I told you, ah, you should have been on this protocol. Uh, like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's like kicking them while they're down type of deal. And it's just, yeah. And it's, you know, there's arguments to be made of why protocols are better than others, but it's just kind of like just throwing it in the face of, of the people in the moment. That was my initial thought. It's probably more of like a emotional sentiment, but when it comes to how it affects crypto markets, I, I, and I was thinking about this earlier today, it definitely looked like it really affected crypto markets. But if you look at traditional markets and what they were doing, you know, during all that, like they weren't doing too hot. Right. And, and we've established the fact that Bitcoin crypto is following equity markets. So I really wonder if they were doing well, right? If they were just up, you know, like crazy last week, traditional markets, how much the Luna situation would have affected Bitcoin and crypto and for how long? I don't think it would have been as dramatic, right? And and I think whether Bitcoin's going up or down, people want to grab a, a headline, they want they want a story that that gives reason why it's going up or down, and I think just yeah. in that moment, Luna was the big story, right? But yeah. I don't think it was necessarily uh, that happening isn't going to lead to 
you know, the destruction or fall of, of crypto. Uh, and every week there's something in the headlines that that's going to put a, a bad taste in the mouth of, of people that are looking at crypto. You know what I mean? There's always something in the headlines. Yeah, no, for sure. Well, yeah, no, that, I mean, I, I think that's kind of the way I, the way I kind of was seeing it. And it's similar. I, I think, like you said, there's going to always be a lot of uh, a lot of people that have sour taste in their mouth. You FUD, it's all over the place. You know, there's a lot of manipulation in the space. Um, I think my biggest takeaway, what I saw was, is this is this because of the fact that now the government pretty much very quickly, Janet Yellen very quickly made comments about it. Uh, it, it became one of those things that, uh oh, wait a minute, let's let like an earthquake just happen. Let's just see where all everything, all the buildings land, you know, because it was like, uh, is the is the U.S. government going to jump on this and try to make this a reason to start throwing regulation, you know, like crazy, try, you know, start really trying to get their hand on it. Um, but that's a good point. Yeah, I think we're kind of landing and seeing seeing the ground settle. And I think, like you said, at the end of the day, I don't know if it's really going to have this profound effect that I think a lot of people got worried about, you know, uh, worried that this means for crypto putting, like you said, a bad taste in everyone's mouth. Yeah. Um, so well, I, I do think I do think that this whole thing we just watched is a wake up call to people to start doing their research about the altcoins they invest in. Yeah. I think Bitcoin, I think it's. I'm sure you're, you're going to find their Peter Schiff's out there, which I don't even know if Peter Schiff at this point is thinking that Bitcoin's going to absolutely die. I know he thinks we're going to crash really far before we actually see any sort of rally. But he, from what I've even heard him saying, he might be coming around and saying, yeah, Bitcoin's going to be here. Just we'll never outdo gold. But anyway, altcoins, you know, Bitcoin solid. Altcoins, you really got to start looking at what you're invested in. You got to know what you're in. And I think watching Luna do that, whether it was manipulation that brought us to this point, whether it was fundamentals, you know, I know a lot of stuff came out about Do Kwon and his past and how he'd actually worked on some failed projects. Again, not necessarily going to say it was a fundamental or manipulated piece. There's something probably in the middle well, of that. It's, it's also convenient, like how that that just drops. That's what I'm saying. You know? So we, we there's a lot. We'll, we'll probably never know the truth. To that, but we have our speculation. But what is what people should do is start doing their research about different altcoins. And what I find fascinating about Cardano, I know I've had this take on uh, coffee and crypto, and I know that you're going to agree with it. But I want to hear because I think you know a little more about the technology and about what Charles and his team is doing. I've said, yo, this is the the wake up call that people need to stop sleeping on Cardano because all these other projects like Solana, like Luna, and, uh, and others, they they rush to accomplish things. They rush to launch projects, to launch dexes, to launch smart contracts, and and they because of that launch, they get the argument of saying, well, if you compare them to Cardano, well, what was Cardano doing? They was just a bunch of hype versus these other projects that are actually accomplishing things. So there was this whole there's people on the bandwagon saying, oh, look at this this, you know, obviously Luna's way better than Cardano. It's actually doing things. Meanwhile, Charles is just sitting there saying, I don't care about price. I don't care what other people are saying. I know what I'm doing and I'm not going to launch something until it's absolutely ready. And, and he doesn't, he, he's not worried about being first. He's worried about being the best. And so I want to hear from you, even what you're thinking on that, uh, with Cardano being, is that Charles, he, he never lets them actually launch something before he's absolutely certain it's going to be a success. What do you think about all that? And, uh, what are your thoughts on that whole issue? Well, yeah. And I mean, it's the, the purpose of all these test nets. It's been so helpful in that regard as well. But yeah. um, I mean, there's so many thoughts about it. It's the it's just the whole argument of decentralization. Right. And and the security argument, 
these projects like Solana, they'll boast speed and and I think pretty openly they're kind of like, hey, yeah, you know, we're jeopardizing security a little bit, but speed is more important. And mm. the people kind of welcome that with open arms, most people, because we live, and I think this is why it is, I could be wrong. I just think we live in this world of like instant gratification. Yes, and, absolutely. You know, and then in the crypto space, it's like, you want to be, you want to be on that leading horse, the horse that's just like killing it. The horse that's the, the showstopper. It's just like flying, you know, you want to be on that horse. Yeah. But that doesn't make it the right horse to be on because crypto space is so new, right? The technology is, is so deep on so many different layers and you have to give it time to, to prove itself. And that's why I like Cardano. Hmm. It's like a, a slow method methodical approach to making sure that the protocol is, is running properly. And by properly, I mean securely yeah, and decentralized. And, you know, in terms of centralization, like Ethereum, for instance, is way, is way more decentralized than Solana, Luna, but even, even in, in, within that argument, you know, if you look at like Ethereum staking, their their beacon chain, which is where the staking takes place, is pretty centralized. Um, I think like three or f- I think four pools maybe make yeah. up like over fifty percent of staking. And so when we're honing in on that staking, Cardano is it's just another data point of how decentralized it is. You look at the Cardano protocol and it's extremely spread out in terms of like staking pools. There's over 3000 staking pools. I think over 20% are, are owned by single pool operators. Right. And then, you know, there are multi-pool operators like crypto capital venture. We have, we have five pools. Um, but I think I'm less than 1%. Right. And, and there's like a segment of multi-pool operators that operate you know, in that range. Uh, so all of that being said, whether we're talking about security, we're talking about the fact that uh, ADA is distributed to the people, really, right? It's not in the hands of VCs, um, whether we're talking about decentralization standpoint. I think Cardano, it just stands out so much. And for whatever reason, even still, when you have these situations happening that that would seem like it would naturally bring light to Cardano. It's still, still just hovering in the background. It's still just, you know, a lot of people sleeping on it. I don't, I don't really understand why, especially it's a top 10. It's not like we're, we're talking about like a number 75, a market cap or something. It's a top 10 crypto. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. What do no, you guys I mean, think? And that re- why do you I think mean, it's ignored so much? Well, why do I think it's ignored? Uh, you know, I think, okay, so first of all, I've said this before too. I also think that $3, when we hit $3 on Cardano, I think that looked really good for the pocketbook, but Cardano had no business being at $3 when it was. And, and that's another thing I love about Charles is that Charles, both both when the price has been low and the price has been high, if he is, uh, you just learned, if you're interviewing Charles Hoskin, do not ask him about the price of Cardano because he will get frustrated. He will get angry and he'll be like, I do not care about the price. And so, you know, that price was driven a lot by hype. And I think there was a lot of, it wasn't even Charles and his team. It was the community, which is one of the reasons why it's so strong, but the community 
just roared. It was this hype train that pumped it all the way over $3 when it, the project had no business being there yet. It's, it's going to get back there because of its quality, but it didn't have any purpose going there yet. So, you know, whenever something is overextended to the top, it's going to come crashing down uh, and, and might even get overextended. It's that, that rubber band effect. You don't, you don't go stretch one way and then just come back to neutral. You stretch one way and then you stretch this way. So I think we've, we've catapulted ourselves way way too high too quickly then it came down and now it's i believe even though we're sitting in a bear market i believe that cardano is undervalued right now and it might continue to go down just because that's how the bear market is people aren't looking to expand but i think that it is going to be one of in the next bull market one of the most explosive projects because a it's undervalued it was undervalued before the bear market even started and then b the technology is actually coming out and the technology is sound. Again, that that concept of Charles didn't aim to be first, he aimed to be best, and he's proving it so far from what I from what I see. Now, I'm not a tech genius. That's why I love talking to people like you and because you understand that world. But uh, I'm not a tech I'm not a tech genius. Listen, compared at all. to me, you are a, t- a, ch- a tech genius. Uh, the just flattery. <laughs> getting to watch your videos where you give us the updates, because that's another, you know, in case anyone's wondering, you know, what what would I expect if I went over and watched Dan's channel? He's constantly updating you guys on the new technology, the new platforms, the new smart contracts, the new uh, things coming out on Cardano to, to make you understand it. I love it. It's, it's almost like this, like you're not hyping Cardano. You are telling the exact truth and why people should be excited about Cardano, not from a hype perspective, but from a performance perspective. And it's for those reasons, like I said earlier, I think Cardano is undervalued right now because of the rubber band effect, but I think it's going to rubber band back up, but this time not based off of hype, off of actual fundamentals. And there'll be a lot of people who have been calling Cardano a failure. They're going to hate on it, yada, 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 and they're going to they're gonna have to bite their tongue. And their people who hung in tight and understood why they were in the project because they did their research will be vindicated. But, yes, May, what's your thought well, on it? Well, I mean, I think... I, I, I think uh, so I kind of combination what what you both said, but I would say especially I agree with you, Tim. I don't think it deserved to be that high at that point. Yeah. Um, I think it has a lot to do with um, it became a buzzword in the crypto space. You mm-hmm. know, everyone wanted, like you said, to find the, the flashiest horse. And I think at the time, uh, Cardano was almost it almost felt that way especially because now Charles started to start started being a lot more vocal about things he started being the guy who started talking about like I, I remember I had a very love-hate relationship with him at first because did because he because there was a there was a period of time that like anything would happen with Bitcoin or polka or anything ethereum anything he would always have a comment that almost seemed very like uh, but my project you know that uh, was like is what it, it was for a little stretch back in early, uh, back in 2020 uh, last year so so I I I, uh, yeah. I definitely I think that he kind of was the celebrity flashy Cardano was like the thing and not to mention it was at the time so cheap that I think everyone uh, you know everybody especially inexperienced investors thought this is like this is the horse I can get onto because it's going to be Bitcoin 2.0 and or something like that they jump yeah. on the hype train it goes they hit their first roadblock when they realize you know there's volatility in the market. Mm-hmm. And I think it just it failed to pick back the same steam. I think it just people the the people who got in for the hype got bored and they went somewhere else. They went to the Solanas yeah. and they because remember Solana and all that they started coming in later. Luna started coming in later mm-hmm. and got everyone's attention. The flashier dancing bird, you know, and everybody went over to that. And Cardano just kind of it it, it the, only the diehards, the people that understood the value of Cardano, stuck around. So I think I yeah, think I, I think yeah. Go ahead. Sorry. Go ahead. No, you Dan. Go ahead. I was just going to say, I think, though, 
See, I, I kind of disagree with the fact or with the point of Cardano is just, it got too overvalued. Mm, okay. I could, I could agree with crypto in general got a little too overvalued, right? Overhyped. Yeah. 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 But at, I think at one point in the bull run, Cardano ADA was like number three. I think it was Bitcoin, yeah. Ethereum, Cardano. Yes. Yeah. At, and I just, I, that, I think that's how it should be. So if anything, I think ADA was where it should be right now. Um, and I really do think that, like, I, I know, I know I come off so biased by saying that cause I literally cover Cardano all the time. I'm very invested <laughs> in it, Yeah. but the only reason I'm very invested in it is because of all the research that I've done and, yeah. and what I think the protocol is showing the crypto space in general. I mean, not only everything we've talked about with how Cardano is built, how it's research backed, but even if you look at the, it's EUTXO, um, model it's it's the way it's built it's taking bitcoin's best and ethereum's best and it's putting them together right so bitcoin is the utxo uh ethereum is the account balance model and they both have their their benefits right the the downside for bitcoin's utxo model is the fact that you can't really bring DeFi on top of it you can't use smart contracts um and the downside of ethereum and their account balance model is, uh, you know, the the security of it potentially, the the fees that are the guest fees that are related to it. Cardano just steps in. It's like, hey, not only do we have this sound protocol that's research backed over hundred papers, um, but we also have this new model that kind of solves these issues. And it's starting to all come online. It's starting to all prove itself come together. Yeah. Like, and I'm seeing it on Twitter. People are people that I think have been using maybe Ethereum for NFTs and stuff. They're starting to try Cardano and they're like, what, wow, that, what is yes, this all about? That's uh, I've seen that, especially with the NFTs. Uh, a lot of people in our, uh, in our fan base and, uh, even, um, uh, some people on our team have gotten really, really into the Cardano NFTs. And, uh, so yeah, exactly what you were saying. I, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off, but no, you're good. I, I was done. I, t- no. I think I was talking too much. I, no, no, I didn't know you were definitely not talking too much. I, I think, yeah, because I, I want to go back because, yeah, this is, it's, I, I love when people disagree. And, and I'm, I'm, I want to hear, you know, on the points you disagree with. Do you think at the time, because I do, I don't know if I would say that Cardano was overextended by being number three. I, I more have a problem with $3. Do you think that at that moment, not now, that moment it cost $3, that each coin was $3 worth, don't get me wrong, the future of Cardano I value, and, and it's going to be way above that. You know, uh, here we've talked about the potential in the next, you know, 10 years for Cardano to be worth over $20, if not pushing closer to 30 But at the time, do you think that Cardano was worth $3? Or do you think that was a, a healthy evaluation or you, or you just think number three behind Bitcoin and Ethereum market cap or yeah. yeah. Well, that's a good question. Um, was ADA worth $3? I mean, is, is Ethereum worth $242 billion right now? You know, it's like, how do you answer that? It's, it's tough to answer that. And so I, yeah. I, if you apply the same question to ADA at $3, it's like, and I don't remember what the exact market cap was over, I think over a hundred billion, right? Was it over a hundred? Uh, yeah, I don't remember the exact number. Probably right around there or something, but I mean, I think so. Hmm. I really hmm. do. And, ter- it, it, I'm, and I'm, the only data I'm using is just really in context to the entire crypto market cap. I mean, yeah. if 
Ethereum right now deserves to, and this is, this could be controversial for me to say this. Oh, but I love it. Listen, <laughs> that's the best if, part. If Ethereum right now deserves to be 200, almost $250 billion market cap as we record this video. Yeah. Cardano deserves the same thing. Mm. What wow. says? So you, you think they should be the same? Well, what says they, what says they shouldn't? Like what is, what is Ethereum doing that's so special compared to what Cardano is doing right now? Other than it was kind of a first mover, yeah, other was, than you got, it was you have all of this big money behind it and these early investors behind it that will never leave, right? Yeah. What, like, what is it? What's, well, at this what? point, is is Cardano competing yet on the same level of Ethereum with, because you said there are people who use Ethereum for, and let's just talk about NFTs, for example. There are people that use Ethereum for NFTs. Of course, the gas fees are ridiculous there and stuff. But but the majority of NFTs, especially the biggest producing, like biggest gains of NFTs, like if you're investing in NFTs, the biggest ones currently are still Ethereum. Cardano's coming for them. But, but they're jumping. Ethereum's but there. They're jumping ship because I was even, yeah. so I've, I've been working on establishing my own NFT project. Uh, uh, for for uh, turtle conservation charity, but that's anything. Uh, but uh, no, it's uh, I found I was talking to one of, one of the guys I was working with, and he was saying like, yeah, honestly, because I was thinking Ethereum, you know, I was thinking something along those lines, because that's what I thought too. That's the main place mm -hmm. to get NFTs, and he was saying, no, 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 like a lot of people are moving over to. Uh, uh, I think you said it was a. Uh, like Polygon and some other, some other, and especially Cardano, CNFTs have been massive lately, and I think that's because because they realize it's way it's way cheaper. Yeah. The gas fees are not as bad, and you can, uh, you know, there's also I think it's because of Cardano, the Cardano's community. It that was kind of the steam engine, and now a lot of people are wanting to jump over because it's just a better system to do NFTs. So, well, question: yeah. Board Ape Yacht, Board Ape Yacht Club. That's built on Ethereum. Even the coin, uh, ApeCoin, that's built on Ethereum, correct? I believe so. Okay. Is there, I mean, is there a chance that they would, I don't know, that's during the whole thing. <laughs> I don't even know. I, I, think, I, mean, that that's, I think that's one that I, 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 I definitely respect. I've never heard that brave of a comparison, but I, I yeah, respect Yeah, I know. It. I'm a little worried about that. It's going to be like, <laughs> you know, you might want to edit that out. I don't know. No, 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 no. I mean, here's my thing. Yeah, here's my thing. And I have a very simple mind, right? Like, I'm not... I foresee, and I really hope this foresight is correct, right? And I'll be proven right or wrong one day. It is what it is. I don't, I don't care. Like if I'm wrong, I'm yeah. wrong. But like, yeah. I foresee that that great transition that we're already starting to slowly see, and I've 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 seen it getting ready to happen. We're starting to see it slowly happen. So why? So when can we call? Like when? Where? When can Cardano be? compared to Ethereum on the same level, right? Like, mm. does it have to get to half of its market cap and then they're in the same ball game? Does it have to get equal market cap? I think now is the time, at least in my view, to say, hey, I just think Cardano, there's no reason why it can't have the same valuation. Mm. They're both speculative, uh, they're, they're both speculative cryptos. Like there's, there's really no reason. I mean, look what, look, look what just the rise and fall of Luna. Where did that, like, where did that come from? Right. Luna came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, was that justified? And, and two months before it came out of nowhere and it was like, nobody knew about it. If somebody sat there and said, it should be a top 10, they would be like, what are you talking about? There's no reason for you to say that. Yeah. And so they could say the same thing to me. What are you talking about? 
Cardano shouldn't be a top two. But in my view, if there's any crypto that should be a top two, it is it is Cardano. And so maybe one day it is, maybe one day it won't be, but hmm. those are those are my thoughts. And I say that respectfully towards Ethereum. I I never want to be that crypto person who's like, my coin's better than your coin. You know what I'm saying? Like, I never want to do that. I, I have respect for every every crypto and community. I want the best for everybody. I just think in terms of valuation, ADA is so undervalued. And and these these VCs that are out there, these guys that, that are that are supposed to be known for uh, being value investors and seeing potential. It, 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 it boggles my mind how they just, you know, yeah, they well, just ignore it. If you, if you, uh, don't want to be that guy, you're not going to like the question I'm about to ask you. Cause if you haven't jumped off the cliff already by saying that Cardano should be at least <laughs> as valuable as Ethereum, if not uh, more so, I'm going to oh, take man. it one further and say, what about Cardano to Bitcoin? Oh, should Cardano be oh. as valuable or more valuable or are you okay with it being second fiddle to Bitcoin? I'm okay with it being sec- second fiddle to Bitcoin, okay. right? Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Ooh. I'm okay with I'm I'm okay with it being you know behind Ethereum. I'm okay yeah, with it. Yeah. It's not like, but what I will say is this: like, if Cardano Cardano is set out on a mission to be a social and financial operating system of the world on a global scale, right? Mm-hmm. Like that's essentially in the simplest of terms, it's mission. If it somehow succeeds in doing that, I mean, the sky's the limit in terms of valuation. Mm. And I know it feels like we're really like deep into this story of crypto right now, but we're not at all. Like yeah. we're still so early. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't discount anything. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. But you will, you will not have a quote gentlemen. From me no. today. Well, gotcha. I, I, I Cardano's uh, going to number one. I, I was gonna say I I can uh, take a little bit of the heat from you because I was gonna I was gonna say you just said all that. I'm not even invested in Ethereum right now. I only yeah. have uh, Bitcoin and Cardano right now. So and Polkadot. I love Polkadot. But Definitely yeah, so I don't even I I I was. I would say I was one of the first, and Tim will know this, but I don't think I ever said it on the show. Maybe I did. I early last year I was a very very vocal. Uh, uh, I didn't like Ethereum that much. So mm. there you go. That That's your hot take that I, I, I don't even, I, yeah. You know. Put that in the title of the video. Yeah. Smay doesn't like it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Quote yeah. Smay, not Dan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like your, ta- your title is going to be like Cardano to overtake Bitcoin, says CCV. <laughs> <laughs> Ethereum sucks. <laughs> uh, Goodness. Anyways. No, yeah. I got, I mean, yeah. I, I, you gotta respect Ethereum being there. First of all, they were there first. You know, obviously, first mover advantages there. They also have lasted many a bear markets and come back always stronger. I think, I, I think I'm in the camp of there is room for both. And if Cardano yeah. overflips Ethereum, great. And if it doesn't, that's fine. I think they're, you know, it, Walmart and Target can coexist and they have done so. Uh, they do the same exactly. thing. One serves a different audience than the other, but they're both but, there. I feel like that's harder. I don't know. I don't know. I don't, I don't yeah, want to get into it. Don't, we don't need to get into it. We don't need to get into it. But uh, we all okay. So here's it. a good question. 
I've sorry. Wow. I, I pulled. Wow. So I pulled that one on. Our Tim. members he are always, gonna, Our members are going to understand what that reference is. He always likes to declare his question good before he asks it. So I was basically. Ah, copying. No, okay. don't even. So, so that was not premeditated. So here's a good that question. Was a slip up. It, it gets the guests excited though. <laughs> That's when right. you say here's a good question, I get all like, all right, I let's got do you. it. Oh, so I, I. So right now, currently, your channel is sitting at 326,000 subscribers. Uh, congratulations, that is amazing. Uh, what I would like to uh, ask you though is since you know being a crypto influencer uh, getting into the space of now you're kind of a lot of people are looking to you for advice a lot of people are watching your content they want to hear your opinions how do you think also interacting with so many people in the space how do you think that's changed the way you see the market hmm. now tim take notes because that is a good question there wow. you go that's wow. right tim wow. <laughs> that's right wow <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, <laughs> oh. no, it's a great question, though. Um, how kidding. does it affect the way? It, you know what? It's a. You know why it's. It's. I don't want to get all deep. I'm. I. I kind of have a deep mentality, and I think deeply into these things. But first off, you're right. There, there's more and more people that I, I realized they kind of like look to my content and what I'm saying, my tweets or whatever, as like some type of financial guidance, some type of, you know, what, what should we do? Right. Mm. And as I've realized that, and I've been saying this a lot on my channel lately now, my best way to approach that is just, I can't make it more clear to everybody out there as I'm creating my content that I have absolutely no idea. Like, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. You know, half the time I'm trying to figure things out myself in terms of my own portfolio and when to average in and when to buy. Mm. So my, my safest approach is like, I don't know. I don't like making predictions, but how it's changed the way I look at the markets is, uh, it hasn't, it hasn't changed the way I look, I look at the markets at all. Actually, you know, I see the markets very clear. I, these crazy dips like Cardano dipping 85% recently is it literally it's, it doesn't phase me at all. It, it's, it's to be expected, right? Bitcoin over 50%. It's going to probably keep happening. What it's affected though is the way I look at just crypto and how temporary it is. I, uh, the more I create content, the more I see how excited everybody is. And sometimes I find myself so excited. I lately I've really been like, and I'm, you know, less six months or something. I've just been like, like legit deep life questions. Like what am I, you know? And I think I mentioned this maybe in our last chat, Tim. Yeah. Like what, what are we doing here? just talking about money all day long, right? Mm. This is me personally. I'm not saying anybody's wrong about it, right? I don't think, I'm not saying we're sitting here, we're wrong about talking crypto, but for me, it's been a deep personal thing that I've been trying to navigate through. Like, what am I doing with my life, right? Obviously building a business and stuff, but it's so temporary. It's so, mm. it, doesn't, it doesn't deliver anything of eternal value, of spiritual value, uh, and I see so many people that are chasing it for those things. And yeah. that is the biggest thing that's been hitting me. And I'm just like, I don't want to lend a hand in that. Um, 
and I've been trying to find a, a way I've been trying to find a way to navigate through this space as a content creator to make sure number one, I'm not doing that. I'm not, you know, really serving up crypto as kind of this idol. Right. Mm-hmm. But instead kind of how can we use it as a tool, you know, for our lives to serve God. And that's like my biggest thing that as the channel has been growing that I've been seeing and it's, uh, it's a lot of pressure behind it. Like it's, it's really, I think about it like all of the time. And sometimes I'm, I'm legit like, dude, I just, sometimes I just want to delete like my stuff. Mm, wow. <laughs> I just, wow. I do. It's that, it's, it's that legit because I, we're here on this, like we're here on this war in this, on this earth for such a short time. Yeah. Right. And then it's just like eternity. And when I'm just looking at arguments on Twitter about cryptocurrencies and it hurts, man, it's, it's something that I've been thinking a lot about. And I know that's probably a deep answer, but that's kind of where I am with it right now as, as I continue to grow in the space. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, man. Yeah. I, 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 that was one of the ones I wanted to ask you and, you know, um, so one of the, one of the, one of the things that drew me to you again, Cardano and your takes on Cardano and updating people on the technology, not just trying to hype price or anything else, but letting people know what is happening, but also your faith, because, you know, I, I, there are others, there are others out there, but, uh, you know, you were one of the first ones we found that were also Christians who were, you know, doing daily YouTube content, or at least most of the time, daily YouTube content, trying to update people on crypto because this, as you just put it, yeah, crypto is it has potential to be so beautiful of a, of a space and yet can become so toxic. And so, you know, that's even stuff that we've talked about here on our team is how do we do the best we can to stay out of that toxicity, but to, from a Christ-like perspective, still help people financially. Because that's what our, our thing is. We want to help people be financially sovereign, meaning having control over their money, not their money having control over them. But it's so simple in the world of crypto for that money to take control over you. And even the things we, because, you know, while we mean everything we do for good, people are going to take things we do and use them for evil. People are going to become obsessed. People are going to use even our content to become toxic in the crypto space. I'm even sure for you, you know, with your Cardano, uh, you you are constantly advocating for Cardano, constantly uh, hitting back against some of the Cardano haters out there. And there are going to be people, other Cardano fans who take your videos, take your content, and then go use that to rub in the face of somebody else. And it's like, well, that's not what that was meant to do. That's not what the purpose of it was. How do you handle that aspect? It sounds like you started answering that, but I want you to, you said you didn't want to go deep. I want you to go deep. How do you handle that on a personal level where your faith is what your purpose is and yet realizing you have to operate in such a toxic space yeah i mean that's you're i mean you're bringing it up at a point in my life where it is literally the forefront of my mind it's Mm. it's like the forefront of my prayer i you know when i look back at my life and i'm just like man like, look, look at everything God has done for me, you know? Mm. And the root of it is my sin, like my, my, the sinful roots, the sin that is, is there and Jesus Christ and what he's done for me. It is the most important thing about my life. It's the most important thing of who I am. And then I sometimes look at, man, you know, Dan, a proponent of Cardano, right? Dan, a a huge voice of Cardano 
And it, it gets me a little bit because I'm like, that's how I'm seen. I'm a, I'm a proponent of Cardano. Like I'm a proponent of this um, money. You know what I mean? Yeah. I want to be seen as a proponent and ambassador of Jesus Christ. Yeah. Mm. And this is my dilemma most recently is like, am I on that? Like, am I on that path? Like, and I'm really trying to truly search the will of God here because, you know, if I'm not, and maybe I am, there, there can be great purpose here for crypto capital venture and what I'm trying to do here. <laughs> but that's where I am. I'm trying to identify that and make sure of it because if I'm not, if there's something else I need to be doing, I want to be doing it. So when I say like, I think about deleting my channel or Twitter, it's not just because like sometimes just the, the pettiness, pettiness of it is just like too much. Yeah. But it's also just because I'm like, is this really what I should be doing with my life? Do you know what wow. I'm saying? It really comes down to those, those things. And um, maybe it is. Yeah. But that's where I am right now. And, and every day when I'm, interacting and, and I'm seeing what's going on online. It's just the question on my mind. It's like, it's the prayer in my heart. Like, should I be here doing this? And if not, what should I be doing? Wow. Yeah. I mean, that is a, that is a hard question. Just, I mean, you, you're just trying to funny. We talk about the toxic space. I, I can guarantee you right now, there is somebody watching this. They just did it. They just did it here about Two minutes ago. No, they're Why are you right talking now? about faith in crypto? Just separate Christianity. And it's like, no, like, just so you guys know, and Dan, I know you're going to agree with me, but you'd say if you don't, you know, if you disagree with me, let me know. <laughs> this will, there will never be a separation of crypto and Christianity for us, meaning myself, Jeb, Smay, uh, Dan. Uh, if anything, the separation comes, I will not let crypto come into my faith. Uh, but yeah. I will never stop my faith from coming. Again, one of the reasons I'm here, the one of the reasons why I continue day in and day out to get up and do the show and uh, is because I'm like, man, we have a potential to use crypto f for the sake of making people's lives better and and ultimately the gospel. But, I, you know, it's so important that people, you know, Dan, you and I got to talk about this last time and after we didn't even get to talk about it on the show, but I'm glad we're actually going to be able to put this out here. You know, the gospel is not... Let's shove the Bible down people's throats. The, the gospel is not, let's make people perform really good acts and deeds and stop being such bad people. The gospel is, no matter what we do, we will always fail. The good yeah. news is that the grace of Jesus can cleanse us, and the whole purpose of it is because God sees us in our brokenness and our sin, leaving lives of misery. Is, you know, we're not happy in our sin. We are miserable, and he is offering us something out of that. And when he was here, the way he presented that was he cared for needs. He he fed people. He healed people. He delivered demons, and and he cared for physical needs first. And then when they had their physical cares need, uh, physical cares need needed. Physical needs cared for. Sorry, split that one up. Once, once they were in a place where they could get their eyes off of the physical and they could look up. That's when he said, "I'm here. I'm here for that you would have a better life." So in the same boat, you know, that's that's just so you guys know. And in case anyone didn't know, the purpose of this channel is that there are a lot of people who do not have financial sovereignty. A lot of people who are they don't even have the capacity to look up at their father because the financial strain and it's like, we, can we get that strain off of people? Can we help people become financially sovereign? And at that point now their eyes are open, they're free to actually uh, live a good life, like a meaning a well, like a, 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 a peaceful life, a, a, a not necessarily well, prosperous, but a, a good life. life. Yeah, and, a, and, an eternal and life. 
then when they can do that and they can be open to explore the things like spirituality and explore things like their health and mental, physical, spiritual, then that's when they'll see the full weight of the gospel and how beautiful that story actually is. Uh, so again, Dan, you can, you can tell me you disagree, but I, I would be very surprised if that's not your heartbeat as well. No, it, I a hundred percent agree with yeah. everything. Absolutely. Wow. I think part of it too, for me is like, you know, as a content creator and you guys are seeing this, like you're in the, you're in the light more, like people, yes. more and more people are seeing you as you grow. And it's just like, I, I think for me, I, I want to, I just want to make sure they see me, mm. you know what I'm saying? And they don't see a false interpretation of me and, and they don't think I'm someone else that I'm not right. Like I want people to know that I'm just a really normal dude with struggles, with challenges that goes through painful times, joyful times. I want to relate to people in that sense. Right. And I want them to know that the rock of it all is Jesus for me. Like, and there's like the only thing in life literally that has ever fulfilled me my soul is is jesus mm. and i want them to get that message somehow in in all of this crypto stuff yeah and so you know it's just kind of the path of getting getting there you know you guys know how it is yeah yeah i mean i've definitely i think i've had the uh i i, I i've had my moments just like kind of what you're talking about what you're going through um i've definitely had my ups and downs when it comes to crypto. And I don't mean the volatility. I mean, uh, the volatility of my mind uh, in terms of the fact of, uh, no, a lot of times uh, it's hard, especially when you're in, you're in and out daily. It's like, it is my full-time job, you know, to, to be sit here and talk about the market and talk about the market and talk about the market and, yeah. and uh, set up the cameras. So Tim can talk about the market, you know, and so and ask good questions. Yeah. And, <laughs> and ask yeah. good questions. So, and that's what it, that's what it is over and over and over again. And then there's times where you're just like, oh, I, am I doing what I am, what I'm called to do? Am I doing yeah. what I'm, uh, you know, what I'm passionate about? And, you know, the way I've kind of started to wrap my mind around it is that we're always going through seasons, right? We're always in seasons in life. And I feel like, and I feel strongly that the season that I'm in now in, in this, on this team, talking about crypto every single day is where I'm meant to be. This is where the, the Lord has opened the doors to put me here. And I think even further than that, I, I think it's also the fact that you can actually see the beauty in some of the, some of the things that this, community has opened up for people, you know, it's opened up this opportunity for uh, people who have never would have met and people who would never would have been able to communicate with each other. Now they're doing that, you know, people from all walks of life because of the decentralized nature of this, they're all coming together under a common, a common goal. And yeah, I does the hype sometimes blind people, the hype blinds people into this blind greed. Uh, Yes, that happens. And that's for me, what makes me the most uncomfortable but it's also seeing it's wading through the toxicity of because like even what you said, Tim, you were saying, well, it's kind of it can be a toxic community. Yeah. Well, even if you look beyond that, you can actually see you can even see the people who in the downtimes are willing to support each other um, and, and kind of reflect that that kind of love and camaraderie uh, just because there, it, like you said, it's a tool. 
it's a tool and like you can even see what like with Cardano and I brought it back to Cardano because I'm that guy but uh, you know you talk about uh, Cardano and what they're trying to do in, uh, in, in Africa too and, and uh, IOHK and what they're trying to do there those are the kind of things that I'm glad to be a part of you know I'm glad to help further the space in that sense uh, and yeah is this a season that I'm in now yeah but I think the Lord's going to use it for good because he uses all things to good uh, for those who love him so yeah um, I'm a day two eight baby yep yeah so uh, yep that's how I've that's how I've been kind of navigating it but uh, yep I love Back it. to that's you Tim per- that's really well said man really well yeah. said no, I'm 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 really glad that our conversation got to go here. And again, we, I I can I can promise two things. One, there's any comments saying, I hate this. I don't like <laughs> when you guys mix these two things. There will probably be subscribers lost. There will probably be subscribers gained. At the end of the day, we are not going to be who we are for the sake of approval. We're going to be who Jesus made us to be. And so I just want to let you know, Dan, just. You know, I'm praying with you. I'm there for you. Uh, that as you continue to seek what your future looks like, uh, you know, and how you can best serve the gospel, not serve crypto, but serve the gospel, whether that be through the means of crypto and a YouTube channel doing crypto or whether it means, you know, leaving. I, I want, you know, keep me up to date on what's happening there because I'm praying with you and for you. Um, yeah. Yeah. Appreciate that, man. Right back at you guys. Man, we, we uh, just in case anyone doubted, you know, we, we love Dan here at Crypto Jeb. We, uh, you definitely should be following him if you're not already because maybe he won't be making content. So you want to get all the rest of it he, he creates. <laughs> don't, before. Don't, don't, say don't say that. Don't, oh my gosh, another clickbait. Everybody, click. subscribe title. to Dan while he's around. He might be deleting his channel. We, soon. In this interview, we've got so title. many good, juicy bits from. Oh, uh, I don't even know what to title it <laughs> now. I th- now I think we could title it, you know, Dan deleting his channel. Oh my gosh. Oh no. my gosh. Anyways, guys. I really put it. Hey, listen, if I'm going to do an interview, when I do interviews, I try and. I try and just be as transparent as possible. I just throw it all out there, everybody. No, I, I love um, it. I, I mean, because the whole purpose, just, I mean, because we, we originally created this whole show for Spotify so people could just listen, and we decided we'd put it on YouTube as well. The whole purpose, we want this to be uh, where where we interview people and it, and yes, we're gonna talk about crypto. We're a crypto channel, but we're also gonna get to know people as individuals. And like to me, I think there's been some great like fun shows. I loved last week's show that we did with uh, Matt C. If you guys haven't watched it, go back and watch that one. But even this one, like Dan, just getting to hear you talk about crypto, but then also talk about who you are as a person, where your heart is, how you operate. Cause that's, that's nothing is as a crypto influencer, what separates us from any newscaster or anything else is that people actually can get to know us mm-hmm. uh, and know who we are and why we tick. And, and that way they'll, they're able to tell how genuine we are. And, and sometimes we're wrong. And I, I hope, you know, Dan, have you ever been wrong before on a prediction or a thought? No. Okay. Good. Yeah, that's, that's right. Good. Well, that's right answer. I've been wrong. <laughs> Yeah, but wrong. but you know, there's no such thing as any person that was perfect except for Jesus. And and when it comes to crypto, there will never be a perfect predictor. But knowing that people can follow and listen to sound, genuine advice, uh, I think is essential in this crazy wild west of crypto that we live in. Not just toxicity, but it's just. It's wild. Like, I mean, we have things like Terra Luna. We have things like Bitcoin. You know, just we'd been trading sideways there for a couple of months and all of a sudden out of nowhere just dropped. Like, what was it? Like 30% in almost a, just one day. Uh, enough to make me feel uncomfortable. Enough. <laughs> everyone. Everyone in our, I mean, our, our, all of our people are like, Tim, I'm getting really uncomfortable. Should I sell? I'm like, don't, you don't sell at yeah, the bottom. What? Don't it's sell. Never, like, if you're uncomfortable, <laughs> don't sell. If you're uncomfortable, probably buy. Yeah, yeah exactly. Uh, that, that's that's what, not that's financial advice. That's the, that's the 
the secret sauce is you you got to learn to trust your gut. And what that means is, is your gut feeling really sick? That means bye. Is your gut getting really excited and you're getting really greedy? Butterflies? You should, you, uh, you know, hence, think hence the something. chart fear and greed index. That's the perfect, you know, yeah. when it's really, you know, when the fear is really high, that's the best time to buy. When the greed is high, best time to sell. Guess what? You have a fear and greed index in your stomach and uh, operate with it. So, and that's like the takeaway. <laughs> that's, that's the title. And that's New the title for the show. You have, you have a, a fear and greed index, index in, in your stomach. Tummy. There we go. In your tummy. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right. That's great. Well, Dan, I thank you so much, man. I'm so honored to get you on here, and I would love to have you on again sometime soon. But uh, I we're going to put links in the description. But as long as you are creating content, whether it be the next 10 years, 1,000 years, or the next five years or five days, where can people <laughs> find you, follow you? I know you're on Twitter and YouTube. That's where I follow you. But is there anywhere else that people can go follow you and learn more about you? Yeah, just those two, Crypto okay. Capital Venture. Uh, you'll find me on, on either platform, awesome. and I'll be there. Boom. That's right. Awesome. We heard it here first. That's He'll be it. there. Well, everybody, <laughs> I hope you enjoyed the show. Make sure to tune in again next week when we have episode nine. I don't even know. Do we even know episode who we're interviewing? Uh, I don't think yeah, we, I, well, we do. I, yes. We have an idea. But No, no, no. I think we have them scheduled, but yeah. we're not going to announce it until later. It's a secret. So. It's a secret. secret. Make sure. If I'll you just also... give you a hint. It has something to do with Cardano NFTs. So. Ooh, good, good. That's hint. the hint. I go. think I know who you're talking about. Really? Leave the leave your guess in the comments down below, guys. If you enjoyed the show or if you hated the show, hit the like button anyway. And if you're not subscribed, make sure you subscribe because we we go live. This is the show we do one every Saturday, but we also Monday through Friday have a morning show from 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time to 11 called Coffee and Crypto Live. You don't want to miss it. We cover everything happening that's big in the news, and we cover technical analysis, and we make sure you are set up to be making wise and intelligent investments. That's all we have for you guys in this video. We'll catch. You in the next one though peace all right if you enjoyed this video make sure you hit that like and subscribe button also comment down below so we can continue to give you the best videos possible peace